The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation, which you prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The Gospel of the Lord. It's really cool to see the origin of prayers through scripture. So this prayer, Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation. Like this is a prayer that, that we've said before. Like we, we should know this prayer. Um, the origin comes from Simeon here at the witness of Jesus. But then Simeon goes on and he says some other things that are kind of interesting. After he says this prayer, Joseph and Mary were amazed what was said about him. Now, were they amazed because Simeon is saying it? Or are they amazed because they're like, oh, our son, really? No, not him. It's probably not the latter because they would have already known the fact of Jesus being <laughs> uh, important. But the fact that someone else is recognizing it now, someone else is already in this infant's birth, John the Baptist recognized in the womb, but now Simeon recognizes this child to be the Messiah. But then Simeon goes on and he says even more. This child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel. We don't really think about the fall of people. We think of the rise, a lot of people coming to the Lord. And to be a sign that will be contradicted, you yourself, a sword will pierce. The fact is, like Mary, in her um, freedom from original sin, uh, in, all, in her role as mother of God, like, there should be nothing that ever happens to her. But a sign to be contradicted, a sword will pierce your heart, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. That intricacy of 
our relationship to Mary. It's not that she is so separate or, or so unattainable or, or so beyond us. Actually, just as Jesus chose to enter into the world in the simplicity of a child, into the messiness, he wants to enter into our messiness, so Mary wants us to be united to her in the, the pains that come from just the love of another person. So we have all of this going on, and today we celebrate St. Thomas Becket. Thomas Becket's probably one of the most well-known saints and martyrs of the Middle Ages, died in 1170, roughly. And I think the cool thing about him is his origin story. He grew up in Cheapside in London, like the low and the, down, and the downcast area. And he rose to become a priest, a bishop, bishop of Canterbury. Like this was like the spot of spots in England. And he had this relationship with King Henry uh, II. And for a while it was a good relationship. Until King Henry II wanted to do some stuff that wasn't so legit. And Thomas had to stand up to him. And especially regarding the clerical state, the ecclesiastical reality of the church, Thomas fought back. He pushed back. He said, just because you're the king doesn't mean that you get to dictate the stuff of the church. Interesting, church and state. Okay, moving on. And what did it cost him? It costed him an exile. Ultimately, cost him his life. The thing I love and admire about Thomas Beckett is that he didn't allow someone's status, power, money, influence to dictate the teachings of the church. That's a really hard thing these days, to not allow someone else's status or authority or what they can do, blah, 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 to dictate the function of the church. And to see how a friendship you know, becomes, uh, how a friendship deteriorates because one chooses self over the others. King Henry chose himself as opposed to looking out for the good of others. Thomas Beckett was always focused on the good of others. So for us today to see Again, this relationship with Christ, who came not for himself, but for others. And for us to consider, in what ways can we continually submit ourselves to God? Sometimes that word can be um, not liked. Sometimes people don't like that idea of being submitted to something or someone. But this, the goodness to submit ourselves to God is because God is all-knowing and all-powerful and he's got it all figured out. If I submit myself to him and his will, my will becomes more perfectly ordered and I follow his will. And so maybe there's one thing in our lives today we can identify. We can immediately say, yep, that's something I've got I've to surrender, I've got to let go of, I've got to submit. Whatever, just start with one. Whatever that thing is, in an honest prayer to God, just say, Lord, I submit this to you. I don't really know how it's going to work, 
but I'm beginning by just saying it, identifying it, and surrendering it. It's the same way Mary surrendered Jesus to Simeon. It's the same way Thomas Beckett surrendered his life for the good of the church. We must surrender something of ourselves for the good and the following of God's will.